Welcome to business class. I'm so excited. Podcast. Podcast is here. It's super exciting. I have wanted to do a podcast for a long time because I love creating content. You know, I've said it before. I'll say it again. Content is content, whether it's on Instagram, whether it's on TikTok, whether it's on Pinterest, whether it's a podcast or a blog or a book or a movie. It's what is the contents, you know, even a course, even a group program. There's content in everything. It's all information that you're giving people. You could be entertaining them. You could be teaching them. You could be doing all these things with your content. And I love creating it. I love creating content. I love people seeing value from it. I love supporting people um, and educating people and inspiring people through content. That's what I love to do. So podcast, podcast is here. Business class. Class is my last name and I run a business. And who doesn't love to fly business class, right? So here we are. I'm super, super stoked. Uh, We have probably met on social media. I imagine that's where you found me. So uh, I love Instagram. I am getting on Pinterest, starting TikTok, doing all the things. Super excited about it, you know? I love creating content and supporting people with that. Now, I know you might be hearing that and be like, how? I hate content creation. It's not fun. Uh, It's stressful. It's all these things. And I feel you. I feel you. I was there. When I started my business, I wasn't a content marketer. I wasn't a content educator. I wasn't a coach. I was starting my business as a virtual assistant because I didn't want to work nine to five anymore, right? It is hard. It is hard to market yourself. It's hard to attract people and the right people and to have a strategy and implement one that's effective, but that's not the hardest thing. The hardest thing, as I'm sure you probably all know, all know, you've experienced it. The hardest thing is not getting results and keep doing it. Keep doing it. Keep posting, keep creating, keep being thoughtful and effective. Even though no one's liking, no one's engaging, no one's buying, it's not easy to do. It's really damn hard, really damn hard in the beginning. Most people who are going to tell you, oh, content marketing is so fun, it's so easy, I show up myself, and it's so fun, and people love it, that's because they're getting engagement. It's working for them, so it's fun and effective, but it is really, really hard to enjoy social media when no one else is enjoying what you're giving them right? Who wants to give someone a gift and they hate the gift? They don't like it or they don't even look at it. They don't even open it. When you give someone a gift and they don't even open it, that doesn't sound like it feels good at all. So I think this is really the main reason why social media is so hard for people to grow. So many people start and they stop, but that is natural. You know, if you give someone a present and you don't know them, they didn't meet you. Like you leave a present, a big wrapped, beautiful box present in the airport. People are going to think it's a bomb and they're going to be terrified. They're going to (laughs) be, it's going to be scary. It's going to be a big deal. No one's going to want to open it, right? If you are just giving people gifts and they don't know you, they don't have a connection to you, of course, they're not going to be interested, right? So that's why social media is so important to keep going keep connecting with people so that they get to know you so that they can see your gifts and receive them. 
That's why it's so hard for a lot of people to get over that hump, to get over that low engagement, keep giving gifts even though people aren't receiving them, and connecting with people so that they really get it. And going along with this gift analogy still, you want to make sure you give people the right gift, you know? Maybe maybe people's love language is gifts. Maybe it's physical touch. Maybe it's there's so many different love languages, right? And this is analogy, obviously. Obviously, we're not just love bombing people or giving people physical touch or stuff from social media. But you got to understand that people have different love languages too when they're consuming content. Maybe they love carousels. Maybe they love stories. Maybe they love reels. Maybe they love voice notes. Maybe they love DMs. There are so many different ways that people can receive your gifts on social media and being thoughtful of what that could be, right? Maybe you want to receive carousels, but someone else wants to receive reels. Maybe your audience does then that's what you do, right? You don't want to keep giving gifts just because it's the kind of gift that you want to receive, you know? Don't treat people the way that you want to be treated. Treat them the way that they want to be treated, which goes back to content creation so much and having your audience in mind and what they want to consume is so important. You guys, this gift analogy is insane. I didn't write this down. I'm just I'm just talking here. That's why I'm so excited about this podcast so that we can get a lot deeper into content, connect in a different way, and maybe this is how you prefer to receive content. Maybe you're not interested in reading or watching and you want to listen to something while walking. That's why I'm getting on podcasts, you know? That's why I'm on Pinterest. That's why I'm getting on TikTok. That's why I'm on Instagram, on stories and posts and reels. I want to give people... I want to give people my gifts in multiple areas so that they can receive them the way that they want to receive them, right? I'm not just here creating content, the kind that I want to create, you know? I'm doing it for the audience, which gets lost in so many people. And they're like, oh, I could create content like that, but it doesn't feel right. You know, I want to create it this way. And it's like, okay, if you want to give someone a gift, like if I want to give my boyfriend uh, yoga pants for Christmas because I like yoga pants he's never going to wear them. He's not going to want them, you know? So when you're thinking about what you're giving people, you got to be thoughtful that it's what they want when you're creating content and giving them that gift of entertainment or education or thought provoking or perspective shifting or inspiring or motivating, whatever you are giving them in your content, got to make sure that you can give it to them in a way that they want to receive it, right? Now, before you hear that and you're like, oh my gosh, I need to get on Pinterest and TikTok and I need to start a podcast and I need to go on stories 50,000 times a day and I need to post all the carousels and all the reels and all the things. Don't. Don't. This is where there's some nuance. This is another really exciting thing about having a podcast is that we can talk about the nuance a little bit more because I can create an Instagram post and be like, don't do this. But now we can get into it a little bit more and be like, if you're in this situation, right? Now, if you're just starting, you don't need to be on all the platforms. You don't need to give people all the gifts, all the different things in all the ways that they like them when you have a smaller audience, right? You want to start with the people who are there. The people who are there are going to be fewer people. They're going to have less varieties of interest, right? So uh, with that in mind, you're going to want to look at what's performing well 
maybe it's carousels, maybe it's reels, maybe you have no audience at all, that is where you're like, I like reels, I'm just gonna do reels, that's fine. I like carousels, so I'm just gonna do carousels, that's fine. If you really have no audience, start doing what you want, you know? And then when you see people reacting and responding to things, continuing to give them gifts in the way that they want to receive them, you know? That's something else that's huge, is like taking feedback from your audience. Ooh, it's not something people like to do. Not something people like to do at all. Um, even when creating offers is huge. Like getting feedback from your audience um, to create the kind of offers that they're asking for is is huge. But anyway, let me make a note. I'll get into that another day. Because right now we're talking about, about content. We'll talk about um, offers and market research another day. But you guys, this is what we're here for. I'm here for content marketing. I'm here to support you guys in that, teach you guys a little bit more. Hopefully you can learn, put it into action and figure it out, right? Uh, but today I wanna to tell you a little bit more about my business journey, you know? This was our little preface about content, but I wanna tell you about uh, how I got here today, how I got so obsessed with content um, and teaching people about it and just how exciting it is because it can change people's lives, right? So before I started my business, I had a ton of jobs, you know, I started my business at the end of 2021. So I had like a solid two years of bouncing between different jobs. You know, I was a nanny. I worked in a medical office. I worked uh, doing admin at a tech company. I was bouncing all over the place because it was the pandemic and jobs were weird and people were weird and I was moving around and it was a crazy time. And naturally, like most people who are, you know, financially independent, that was my situation. I was financially independent, no roommates, lived in one of the most expensive cities in the world, um, you know, paying rent, paying utilities, making $40,000 a year. It was rough. It was super rough. $40,000 is like, if I was lucky, maybe I would make that if I didn't take vacation time. So yeah, it was just, it was really, really rough. It was crazy to think like I would just struggle every month to save $200. I would really try and it was really hard. And then something would happen, you know, something would happen. I would have to fly home for some reason. And there goes my savings. I would have to, my friends would want to go on vacation and, and I'd be like, I want to live my life too. So there would go my savings again, you know? It was just a constant battle of trying to save, trying to be responsible, thinking about my future because um, you need to have a savings. You know, I didn't have a pension. I was thinking about the future. I was like, I don't want to be struggling all the time. So my solution was I'll just save. And the saving was more of a struggle. So what it really came down to when I was starting my business was I was like running out of money. So I started selling things on Facebook Marketplace, selling all the things, everything name brand, everything name brand, stuff around the house that I didn't use. And I made about like $500 in two weeks. And I didn't have a ton of stuff. I didn't have a ton of stuff. Like I said, I was moving around and by moving around, I was like bringing suitcases on the train to move to a new apartment. Like I was carrying everything or maybe I would take an Uber or something. I didn't have a truckload of stuff to sell. And I made like $500 in two weeks just like selling and negotiating and doing stuff on Facebook Marketplace. And I was getting strategic about it. 
It was so fun. I was like, ooh, let's create the caption. Ooh, this caption sold something really fast. Ooh, this caption got something for a really high price that was higher than I expected. Um, I was thinking about client experience. I was like, let's meet halfway. I'll meet you here. I brought change with me. I accepted e-transfer. Like I wanted to be flexible and I wanted to give people a good experience when they worked with me. I like bought little paper bags from the store that I would put my stuff in. Um, I was really excited about selling stuff online, making money and people not feeling like they were ripped off, right? A lot of the time you can sell something to someone and they're like, oh, I didn't love that experience or maybe they love the product, but it was a terrible experience. You know, I met up with this person and they were late and we couldn't find each other and blah, blah, blah. I wanted to really support people and feel like I earned the money and that they feel like they were getting a good deal too. So I loved it. And you guys, I sold more things than I should have just because I was having so much fun doing it. I sold my winter coat because it was from TNA. Um, and I live in Canada. <laughs> I live in Canada. It was like October and I sold my winter coat because I was like, I work from home. You know, I don't really have to go outside and I could make $80 if I sold this winter coat. Like how exciting would that be? It's just so funny to think about. And I didn't buy a new winter coat that year. Anyway, that was probably like at the end of selling all my stuff, I ran out of things to sell and I was like, how can I keep making money online? Cause it's just like so fun and i'm like i have some extra cash you know now i get to save five or seven hundred dollars instead of two hundred dollars this month you know um to reach those goals so i started researching and i found you know social media um but you know the thing about starting a business as a social media expert when you have no experience is that it's super unrealistic super hard you know i see a lot of people starting their businesses as social media manager and i just think it's like super interesting like where does the experience come from anyway i started my business as a virtual assistant and i found it online I, I bought like a $30 PDF, a little guide to teach me how, and I posted on Instagram that night. That night, I bought a PDF, it was $30, and I'm like, I'm posting on Instagram right now. I'm starting right now. I thought it was, personally, I thought it was ridiculous that I spent $30 on a PDF, whereas I was selling stuff on Facebook Marketplace for $30, but, I, you know, I was doing all the marketing. I was taking photos. I was meeting up with them in real life. I brought them a cute little bag to put it in and just make $30. Meanwhile, I just like do, 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 do. Got a little PDF. They emailed it to me. It took like absolutely no effort on their end. So I was like, this feels crazy. So I went crazy with that PDF and I was like, I have to make $30 back. I have to. I can't just spend $30 on something digital and not see a return on that. So I took all the notes. I had like a notebook and I was taking notes like I was studying to pass the bar. You know, I was taking notes like I was trying to get into med school, you know, which is actually really funny because, you know, now I make more than a doctor or a lawyer. Like it paid off. People don't put the effort into learning, into their business as much as a lawyer would or a doctor would when you have literally uncapped income in your business you can literally soar past a lawyer soar past a doctor in how much money you make um yet you want it to be easy yet you don't want to study yet you don't want to take tests 
yet people don't engage with your content. You're like, oh no, I'm going to give up. It's a lot harder to become a doctor or a lawyer, you know? Put in that effort. Put in that effort and learn. That's what I was doing. Every day after my 9 to 5, I didn't go out. I didn't see people. I was there with my notebook and my PDF. And this person who I bought the PDF from, I would watch her lives. I would be like, every night, I have a coaching call at 6. I have a coaching call at 6. I would watch her lives, her old ones, um, with a notebook. And when I finished watching all of her lives, I watched them again every night at six. Uh, And I would take notes and I would put everything into practice. I was like, okay, I need to do this and this and this and this. And I did it. And I put in all this effort and I didn't get a single inquiry for two months. I was posting three to four times a week, trying to show up on stories. It was hard. It's hard in the beginning. I feel you. I feel you. It's hard. Um, but I did it anyway. And you know, it, like I sucked, it wasn't good, but I was learning and I was doing, and I was trying to get better with everything I did. And after two months, like literally, I think like two months to the day, I, someone booked a discovery call with me. Um, and I like freaked out. I was so excited. This person wasn't even following me, never engaged for the discovery call. I'm like, it was booked up for like six o'clock. So it's like, okay, it's at six o'clock after work. Um, I'll like do a little prep, I'll like stalker page, do some little market research, um, all these things and I'll be like prepared. Anyway, that day I wake up at like 5.30 AM. I'm like lying in bed. I'm nervous. I'm excited. I'm thinking all about it. I'm on Instagram. And then I get a DM at 6.01 that says, I can't find the link from this person who booked a call with me because the call was booked at 6 a.m. and not 6 p.m. because I worked at a nine to five. So I had my calendar open from 5 a.m. till 8 a.m. so that I could take a call before work. And then I had it open after work up until like 8 p.m. so I could take a call after work. So I get this call. I'm literally in bed. I'm literally in bed. It's dark. I'm scrolling on my phone. I jump up, throw on a hoodie, not even wearing pants, open my laptop. So I send her the Zoom link. We hop on and honestly, it's such a great call. I think because I was half asleep, I wasn't that nervous. So it went really well. She ended up booking my highest package, which was 15 hours a week. So that made me insanely busy on top of my nine to five. But anyway, super exciting, amazing work, literal like dream client. She trusted me so much and I learned so much working with her. She was a business coach. So I did so many things for her in the back end, you guys. This is why I'm so successful today because for her, I created courses. I created communities online. I did all the back end. I created stores on her website. I did email marketing. I created content for her. I helped her brainstorm offers and we were creating offers together and building a product suite. And I got to tell you, this is the most valuable thing. You know, if you are like a brand new coach, brand new coach, never started a business before and you want to be a coach. Honestly, I totally recommend just being a virtual assistant and working with coaches. Like hiring a coach will not teach you anything close to working with a coach and being their VA and being their right hand person. It was insane. 
how much I learned. Honestly, I should have been paying her 2K a month for how much I was learning working with her because it was just insane. She would tell me to do all these things. I had no idea what they meant or what they were. So I would spend half an hour Googling what to do before starting my timer for like working with her, you know? I would do all the learning on my own time. And yeah, it was just the most valuable, valuable experience for learning how to create offers in the back end and the systems and getting to learn all that. Insane, insanely valuable. Anyway, I was a virtual assistant. I worked for a bunch of different people. Another quick story. My second discovery call ever, I turned them away. This is something that's also really interesting is very from the beginning of my business journey, I was very mindful of working with the right people and working with people who felt aligned. So my very second discovery call ever, ever, they just wanted me to do like lead generation kind of. She wanted me to follow people like their first three posts and comment on them. And and that was it. That's all she wanted me to do for like two hours. Um, a week was like like people's stuff and comment and I'm like robots do this you can literally get an app that does this for you but anyway that's what she wanted me to do and I initially said like yes let's do it on the discovery call but I felt so icky about it because I'm like this doesn't work it's silly it's not what I want to be doing so I actually ended up saying like no I'm, I'm not a good fit for this and she respected that I told her that and it's you you know you guys just if you feel like super icky about a client it's not worth it it's not worth working with them um and it's you're doing them a favor to not work with people who you feel like it's not a good fit you know they're really going to respect your decision but anyway I was a virtual assistant a bunch um and yeah about for about a year I was like working hourly doing virtual assistant stuff and then I I tried leaning into social media management but um yeah, it just wasn't for me because the management, I didn't love the management side of things. So I was like doing virtual assistants and then I quickly like switched, not quickly, but like after 12 months, I went to content creation. No Instagram login, no posting, but creating content because in that first year of my if business, I got so focused on content creation because, you know, I started attracting people. They weren't the right people like that second client I told you about. I had a lot of inquiries like that. I had a lot of people who weren't a good fit and it just, it wasn't going great. So I was like, how do I start attracting people? This is how I got into content creation. I was getting so focused on the people who were inquiring with me and why they weren't the people I wanted to work with, you know? So um, here's a great content tip because this is something that I was told early on in my business from like a coach that I, that I was working with and had hired. She said like, just be a walking advertisement. You know, if you're a VA or social media manager, all people want to know about is your offers and your services. It's all they want to know about, you know? So that's what I was doing. And it was like, it was just attracting the people who would like search my name and then like book a call. So they didn't follow me. They didn't know much about me. So how could we become aligned? How could they qualify themselves as my client when they were just booking a call with the first person who showed up with SEO, right? In the little search bar. So I sort of leaned away from that strategy that was recommended to me. And I really leaned into educating content very strategically um, because while that doesn't, isn't necessarily something that a high level person who's going to book a high ticket package or wants me to do it for them, they're not necessarily going to implement that, but they're going to see how I work. 
They're going to see how I work. They're going to know that I'm intentional. I'm not just doing random shit for them and crossing my fingers. I have a strategy. I have thought. I have thought behind it. So creating very strategic educational content that is much more than what are hashtags this how to use hashtags you know when you're connecting to someone's experience and being very thoughtful and strategic with how you're sharing information and educating it's super valuable for attracting high ticket high paying clients and those who want to take courses right so getting to that course point while i was being super strategic about content creation i ended up offering a course Uh, like 13 months after I started my business, right? I started my business in November, 2021. Uh, End of November, 2022, I launched a course, which is content class. And okay, I've never like admitted this publicly, but I'm going to tell you guys. When I created content class, I had a course outline I had an idea of what it was going to be about. You know, I had the strategy stuff I was doing for myself, but I didn't create the course. I put it on for pre-sale and I kid you not, I thought no one would buy it. No one's going to buy this course. I'm just, I like just changed my name from a creative assistant to content creator. You know, people still think I'm an assistant. No one's going to hire this. I have like a thousand followers hardly any, you know, this is not something that people are going to buy. Like who, who cares? Like clearly my content's not working for me because I only have a thousand, a thousand followers. I'm like, it's getting me clients. How, how do people know that? Why are people going to buy this course? These are all the thoughts in my head. So I didn't even create the course. I put it on for pre-sale and I was like, someone buys it. It's going to be on pre-sale for a week. So I have a week to create it you know, and 10 people bought the pre-sale. I was like floored, floored. Two hours after I announced the pre-sale on my close friends list on my Instagram stories, I didn't do an email. It wasn't even public, just the people who I had added to my close friends list um, because I gave them an option. Like I'm sharing new information or whatever on my close friends tap and I'll add you. One of those people, just on my close friends list, literally bought the pre-sale an hour after I announced it. And I didn't create the course. I didn't create, I didn't think anyone would buy it. Anyway, 10 people bought it pre-sale. So I obviously ended up creating the course. I bought the microphone. I mean, like the one I'm speaking on now, because honestly, I created the whole course and the audio sucked. So I ordered a microphone and redid it again. So it was a very stressful week. Anyway, I was so nervous what people were going to think. They paid money for it. Uh, It was like over $100, which um, still felt kind of crazy to me. The pre-sale was over $100. And anyway, people just, they loved it. People were sending me so many good messages. I ended up re-recording it in January. Um, I added the content community platform to it. People were loving it. I was connecting with people. Uh, We were doing live calls in the content community. And it was just so exciting. So, so crazy, so exciting. And honestly, my account really blew up around the same, uh, a month or two after I launched it as well. Um, I started getting more followers and stuff. So that was all very exciting. Um, and I just got very excited about teaching people to create content for themselves because like I was saying earlier in this episode, 
did I say it in this episode? Maybe it was in another one. Um, or a recording that I deleted because I swear I've recorded this episode like three times the first episode because I've never done a podcast by myself before. So when you're a personal brand, it's just so powerful to be able to share your own story and so empowering, right? When you are a personal brand and you're hiring someone to share your story for you and create your content and support your audience, it can be a little hard to connect with people. It can be a little nerve wracking. It's hard to trust people. And it's just so, I love empowering people to be able to make this money for themselves, you know, to have that message, to have the power in their own hands, to not need to outsource to attract people in their audience, but to share their story with so much authenticity and having the power to do that themselves. That's why I love what I do. That's why I love educating people on how to create content that converts um, while they share their story and connect with their audience. So I was so excited about this course going on. Anyway, just to catch you up to speed till now, um, we like closed the course in June. I worked on it so much. We launched a live course. That's so exciting. Um, this is my first group program. I had launched a group program actually in the spring, which I'm going to make an episode to tell you guys about. It literally attracted one person. I, had, I did a group program in the spring. One person joined um, and I still ran it. I still ran the six-week group program with that one person, which was a really great experience for both of us. Honestly, I thought that was so cool to still do it, still be committed, even though I didn't reach my goals and she got so much support. Um, anyway, I'll tell you more about that in another episode. But Content Class is now my Content Class Live is now my first group program with an actual group. And we have 50, how many? Let me check. I think 52, 53. Anyway, that's super exciting. It's currently running right now. So I love that. It's been so powerful to educate people and have their feedback on the calls and go so much deeper with their questions and support them at that higher level. It's incredible. And the VIP group is just popping off. It's insane. Anyway, we brought our original content class back. I re-recorded it, made the slides a bit more pretty because you know, I did them a long time ago, like a year and a half, a year ago, half a year ago. I don't know. I read, read them in December. Anyway, I just redid the course. So content class mini is out now. And, um, it's just a great way for people to learn about content creation. Um, in the meantime, before the next content class live starts, the next one starts in January. So I do not want people to wait until January to learn about content creation. I want them to take the mini now. And then when they join in January, if you want to, you get your your money back from content class mini, right? I'll give you a discount code for the price that you paid for a mini off of content class live. Plus you can get early bird if you want to join the waitlist too. So that's a huge opportunity for people that I want to give people so that they don't have to wait, you know? One, someone who just joined content class live, um, also took the mini course when it was available way back when. I think she signed up for it in the spring, this content class passive course. And she got booked out on the passive course. She marketed herself. It's very, the course is very focused on marketing your, your signature offer. If you're a service provider or a coach, that's what it's really strong for. And then in Content Class Live, we get into so many other goals. Maybe you want to sell multiple offers. Maybe you want to talk more about launching. Maybe you want to talk more about evergreen. We get into a lot more content marketing strategies specific for goals as such. 
but Content Class Live is very focused on that signature offer, which you can apply to your launch. If you want to like do the digging and take all the notes and really dive into the strategy, you can figure it out and apply it to so many different goals of yours, such as launching or evergreen. But what it's really for is focused on that signature offer. So one of our students from Content Class Mini got booked out on her signature offer and now she wants to do courses, she wants to do evergreen, she wants to scale and learn how to market her new offers, which is why she joined Content Class Live. So there's really value to doing both, um, primarily for the fact that I don't want you to wait, I want you to start now and learn and then like you get your money back if you want to join Content Class Live in the future. But hey, you don't have to. Maybe you find that mini is enough for you and you're getting amazing results and and that's solid for you. That's amazing too. So anyway, that's how you can work with me if you like. <laughs> we have content class mini available. This was a super fun podcast episode. I was really excited to share this stuff with you. I made some notes about things that we're going to talk in future episodes that I might have mentioned today. We'll get deeper into that. And I'm really excited about this podcast and just giving you guys more value and connecting with you guys and going a little deeper. It's a segment that I'm ex- ex- oh, that was a big stutter. A segment that I'm excited to he- offer here too is like going deeper on my posts. So some of my posts that I share, I'll come and do like a little 10 minute episode on it and like go a little deeper and give you guys a little more information um, because there's nuance to things. Maybe I share a post and I'm like, "Mm, this really works for this kind of person. But maybe if you're brand new, here's what you want to do. Or maybe if you are really far along in your business, here's what you want to do, right? So that's another segment I'm excited about. But yeah, here we are on our podcast and I'm so excited to see you on the next episode.